Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to Salt Talks, where we support abundant living today. Today, I'm so excited to have Brookie Poo, if you follow us with the Fam Bam. This is my second daughter. She's joining me for our podcast today. Hi, everybody. We're so excited that we're going to get to come together today to tackle the topic called Seasons of Love. If you're wondering what in the world are seasons of love, let's just kind of break that apart a little bit and just talk about that first word, seasons. Well, we know that there are four beautiful seasons that uh, we get to enjoy. There's springtime. That's when everything's in bloom, new growth is coming up, new freshness. Things are alive and it's exciting. You know, summer, it's hot everything is full on power and really steamy. And and then what about fall? You know, that's when the leaves change. We get a briskness in the air. It's cool. It's not as hot and heavy as it was, but you know, things start to shift. The seasons change. And before you know it, it's winter and it's cold and it's, you know, the leaves fall off, things die. New growth is not apparent anymore. It's dark sometimes and dreary. Sometimes as we've lived our life, We experience these same exact seasons through our love relationships. And Brooke, I just wanted to ask you if you would kind of speak to that as you were pondering this podcast together. You know, when you think of seasons of love, before we actually get into each one of these, I'd love to hear your story. I know I come with the Bobby Dude with 36 years of marriage and you and Adam have been married for eight. What would you like to share about when you kind of were thinking about seasons of love? Yeah, so it's a very interesting topic and it's kind of one that I don't think is talked about enough, you know, to be honest, I think everybody just kind of gets in their routine with life and you think things are, you, you get stuck in a rut and that happens with relationships too. And I think that, you know, most people, when we think of the, like the first thing, if you were to ask a classroom of students, adults, whatever you say, love, what would they say? Oh, chocolates, roses, teddy bears. You know, you think about all the symbolic things, but really love is more complex than that. It's something that it takes work. It takes commitment and you have to understand the importance of each season that we're going to kind of dive into because when you understand that relationships go through these seasons, you can weather the storm better. You can prepare. You can know how to get out of the falls and the winters and get back to the springs and the summers. And you can find techniques or just be open-minded about it, I guess, and learn to communicate and work through it and just know that it's a choice, right? Relationships, loving somebody, you can't help what your heart feels. I do think that, and I believe that, but it's also, it's a choice that you make. And so it's also a choice that you get back to the bloom, right? Get back to the spring, get back to when the trees and the plants are fruitful and things are blossoming. And I guess, you know, with that, before we kind of dive in every relationship, you're going to have your ups, your downs, your high points, your low points, you're going to have disagreements. I mean, those things are inevitable. If you don't have them, then something's wrong because that's just part of working through 
things with your significant other, whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife, or you're going to have those times, but you have to learn to work together, find that common ground and just find ways to get back to the the spring, the summer. And so I'm excited to kind of dive in with our listeners today in, in this important topic. You know what, when we say we fall in love and we stand before our families and friends and our creator and we make a vow because we love somebody and we we marry them. I don't know that anybody ever consciously says I'm getting in this to get out of it at the first wrong turn or at the first argument or the first obstacle. But how many times, unfortunately, does that happen? And we find ourselves like, how did I get here? You know, you fell in love with the person and you wanted to celebrate with friends and family and exchange vows. Throughout the years, as I've always talked with people and pondered, sometimes, you know, well, we just grew apart or we weren't on the same track any longer, or, you know, we had devoted all of our time to our children. And then, you know, when we were empty nesting, we didn't have anything in common anymore. Or my job, you know, took me away. You know, the lists are long and the things that can take us away from our love, as Brooke was really very wisely saying, you know, we need to just recognize those things and understand that the seasons of love are nothing different than the seasons that we experience with our world. You know, the change of the seasons, it happens. We wish that we could stay in the springs and the summers, but life happens and inevitably you are either in a relationship right now or will be in a relationship at some point that will have to go through the falls and the winters. But the idea that we hope to bring today is how do you, hopefully if you're in a fall, a season of fall, that you recognize it and move back to the spring and the summer. Or if you find yourself tipping over from fall to a winter, that you want to shorten that winter season So you can move back into a spring and a summer and rekindle that because unfortunately, sometimes so many relationships get into that winter, things happen. You don't know how to get out. You're right. Or you don't get out. Or you don't. You're almost just silent. And the silence is really the cause for alarm. When neither person is working to remove the silence, that's whenever you can't get out of that winter. You have to start to communicate and close that gap. (laughs) Absolutely. So let's take it from the top, Brooke, okay? Let's talk about the spring. What does that look like when you first spotted that person that, you know, your your heart did a little leap on? Do you want to start talking about that? Yeah, I mean... What do you do? You're like, oh, you get the first text or that first phone call. And then you're just constantly looking forward to that next communication. After the communication, you know, you get your first date. Just kind of thinking back to my first date with who's now my husband. We lived in a small town and we had to drive an hour and a half to get, you know, a decent restaurant, I guess. But you get to know that person. You get to kind of see if there's that spark, right? And then you realize, oh, there is a spark there. Okay, I could see myself with this person. And then you you keep talking. It's like butterflies every day. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, my phone dinged up. Oh, oh, there's my significant other. You know what I'm saying? You're like happy and giddy and, and you're constantly just looking forward to seeing that person or trying to get their attention, you know, more or I don't oh know. I mean, gosh. there's just, can you think about it's, the things that we did? To just- oh my gosh. I was just thinking about that. The <laughs> things that we did to make sure that air quotes accidentally ran cross, into them. Yes. Yeah, ran, yeah, cross, cross, cross. 
um, just so we could be with them or sneak a wink or a smile. But mm-hmm. but springtime in a relationship is some of the most, oh gosh, exciting, wonderful and wondering time because it is like springtime in bloom. Everything is new growth. The butterflies are coming out. There's pollination. There's flowers. Everything is coming to life. And that means and your relationship's coming to life. And you're kind of always, it seems like in that season, you're just like going way out of your way to do more for that person. I mean, you're finding every little possible thing you could come up with. I mean, I remember Adam got sick and we were still dating and I went and I think I made like two different care packages for him and put him on his doorstep. I mean, I totally went above and beyond. (laughs) Well, and two, I mean, you think about it. I got up at like four in the morning to go duck hunting. I haven't been duck hunting since I would have gotten up at, you know, five in the morning to go fishing and whatever that is, because that's when you're just like, Oh my gosh, I just want to be with this person. I'll mm-hmm. go exceptions. And it goes both ways, vice versa, right? They're doing things too, that they probably normally wouldn't do to just be in your presence and see what this is looking like. And that's the spring. That's the excitement. That's the part that you're like, Oh my gosh, where could this go? And then Let's just say you realize this is your person and you are going to start dating this person and then comes summer. Let's talk about summer, Brooke. Okay. Uh, Summer, let's say you're in your relationship, right? Y'all have moved past the, we're just friends to we're actually a couple and you're just totally engulfed in that person. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you can't get enough of that person, you know, it's It's steamy. It's it's hot. You can't wait to, you know, just be with them, them, see them, hug them, be in their presence, kiss Mm -hmm. them. That hot and heavy part of summer is. But you have to have that because if you don't have that physical connection, then we know that, you know, I mean, that's a huge part of a relationship. The summer is enjoying that physical, emotional connection with your person. And I would say too, I have spoken over the years to people just in conversation, you know, the question comes up, well, how do you know that that's the person you're supposed to be with? And, you know, when they question, how did you know? It's like, oh my gosh, because you're like, it's passion. You have passion for that person. Every time you see them, it's kind of like, I just want to be with this person. It is the natural instinct of human nature that takes over. It's like, that's what you have to feel. Because if you don't have passion for that person, if you don't have passion in the relationship in the beginning, you're not going to have passion for the relationship. And you're not going to get through the falls and the winters. <laughs> you will not. You're exactly right. Because that it's almost magnetism. You are pulled and drawn to this person in a way that you can't explain. Because if you don't have that, that's where things go south when you get to falls and to winters. So let's talk about it. Let's just say you've gotten through the spring. Woohoo, this is fantastic. I am loving this. You've gotten into the summer. It's romantic. It's hot and heavy. Maybe that's the place where, you know, all of a sudden there's the wedding or the relationship is there. But then life happens. Careers happen, children are born, and the absolute process of living and providing for your family, all those things that we talk about when we talk about if we've lost our salt or trying to make sure we keep our salt, our minds, our bodies, our family, community, you know, our finances, a lot of times, especially couples, young couples, you know, that financial piece is there. Both parties usually have to work, the children 
I need to be uh, tended to. And sometimes just the simple fact of running a household and chasing the children around or careers around separate you from that person, your person. And days turn into weeks, sometimes challenging you to have that special time with that person. And sometimes when fall happens, there's a cooling off because you're not able to be with them all the time. You're not able to experience or sneak away for those things, maybe because, you know, you have to tend to the children and that's in itself another blessing and a treasure. And that's our job. It's our calling. But it just happens that sometimes there's a cooling off period. And unfortunately, sometimes if we don't recognize that quickly enough and try to turn that fall around, we'll wind up in winter. And winter is exactly what winter is. It's cold. It's dark. It's dreary. Maybe an argument with your spouse, an argument with your person, an argument has thrown you immediately into winter. Maybe you have two strong personalities and, you know, nobody's going to budge. And if you don't recognize that you're in a winter and you need to turn things around to get back to spring and spring always follows winter, just like the seasons, you have to go back through them to get to, you know, the beginning where love is in bloom and it budding again. Yet, Brooke, what are some things like when you think about winter, how you can get there quickly? Sometimes it's over time. What are some things that about winter in a relationship that you could share with the audience? Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of the tougher ones. It's not as easy to talk about as spring and summer, but I think it's the difficult, you know, truths and that really help even our listeners understand that everybody, this is normal. I mean, it, it, it happens. It's going to happen. So you just have to learn how to, again, work through it, communicate, weather the storm, brace yourself, and just try try your best to get out of it. So I think, unfortunately, I can be a little stubborn, but I've also learned, and, and through my marriage, Adam and I have been married for eight years now, and you know we've had our fair share of arguments, but one thing that... I have learned to do is do not bottle things up. Do not bottle things up because what happens is if you hang on to one thing that's bothering you and and you're like, well, I'm just not going to say anything because I don't want to get an argument. That's a feeling that a lot of people have. They're like, well, I'll just suppress it. I'll just push it under the mat and I'll just hope that it goes away. The problem is it does not go away. That's right. Something else happens and then it brings that back to surface, number one. And number two, you end up getting mad or because you didn't ever talk about the first problem. So then you end up maybe blowing up about something that really might be minor, but it's because you didn't communicate about really the underlying thing that started the whole (laughs) winter (laughs) that it's caused there to be some hesitancy, uh, anger, you know, whatever it is. So One thing that I always do is I'll sit on it for a little bit, but then I always say, look, I need to tell you this because if I don't, I'm going to end up getting upset about something that's not even worth getting upset about. So here it is. This is how I feel. You don't have to say anything right now, but I just need to tell you how I feel. And that honestly, I say it, he responds and we move on. I mean, it's as simple as that. I have learned one of the things that I always say about Adam is he is my calm. I have big emotions. I have big feelings and I wear my heart. You are your mother's daughter. 
And he really is like the, the calming factor, but he understands that sometimes I need to say how I feel. And I think that that would be my biggest advice is if you find yourself, if you're in a winter right now, if you're in something and and you know what the first thing was that made you upset or got you into that winter is take time to really reflect on that, but then bring it to the surface. Because if you don't, then like I said, you're just going to end up getting upset about something that might not really be worth getting upset about. (laughs) Well, you know, it's very profound, the advice that you're sharing. And it's very true. And you said it very strongly. You're going to have winters. Guys, you're going to have arguments in your relationship. If you're not arguing at some point, somebody's probably dominating the relationship or nobody cares enough to bother. Remember that thing that we talked about being passionate about that person? Pardon me, Brooke, because I'm knowing your mother, but that passion, you should actually feel like, I just want to jump all over that person all the time. I just love them so much, you know, but if you don't have that, when you get to winter, that is sometimes when that relationship or the people that are in the winter time and somebody's not passionate and they never were, that's when they go looking for spring with somebody else. And that's when the disastrous, you know, things with affairs and with other relationships. And I don't think anybody ever got into their relationship or married, got married to have that happen. And I really believe if you really understood how the seasons of love happen, we could challenge ourselves. And really, it takes a big person. Even if you weren't the person that caused the argument, maybe it wasn't your fault, be the bigger person to get yourself moving through winter. And I, I'll tell you this, some of, some of the times that we've had the silliest of argument, um, I can remember one very recently over just a light switch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> but it wasn't really about a light switch, right? Mm-hmm. It was the thing that didn't get talked about you know, people bury things and all these things, you know, come up and you realize I'm going to be the bigger person. And I will tell you this too. It is very difficult. It is very difficult to do what I'm about to say when maybe you weren't the one that was wronged, or maybe you were the one, maybe it was equal culpability, but it's very hard to to continue to lift that person up. And I will tell you that has always changed my heart. If I continue to pray for my spouse and I give it to God, you know, I can't change their heart, but you can, and I'm going to work on me. You can change me. So change me, God, and let my person, you know, let the Bobby dude know, but I'm continuing to pray for him. And then I continue to just be me. I don't sulk. I don't let that rob my joy. And you know, let that take place. So then what happens? How can you get back? I will say sometimes it's the littlest of things that could happen. Sometimes it's just a whiff of Bobby's cologne that just like, oh my gosh, you know, or maybe it's his black shirt and his jeans and something happens, something, you know, switched. Maybe it's his humor. Like sometimes he just, Bobby is funny. And sometimes it's just something we finally catch each other's eye and start laughing about something. And that just brings us to the table to talk about things. And then you get that out. So I think it's important that we share with the audience things that we've experienced, you know, when fall and winter happen, how do you find your way? Let's just say life is happening. The kids need you. They're sick. I know you guys just went through a whole month. It seems like of somebody yeah, we really were, sick. we were sick. Our kids were sick for a month. <laughs> they were come to find out they had about three different 
you know, viruses that they were just swapping, you know, around. So it was a hard month. You know, I, I feel like Adam and I weren't in a winter necessarily, but I feel like our family was like, we were just kind of trying to survive. And so, you know, I mean, if it's okay, or mom to kind of give some ideas, you know, some places to maybe start with our listeners, because I feel like, you know, we always want to leave our listeners with an action, something that they can a call to action, something you can do if you just don't know where to start. So some ideas, you know, things that I've personally done or kind of think might be a good idea to start. A lot of these I've really done. Acts of service. Just think about acts of kindness, acts of service, putting a a note, you know, on the bathroom countertop for when they wake up in the morning or, you know, on their pillow or something. If you're the one to leave before or whatever, maybe making the the favorite meal. You know, we know our significant other's belly. We know what they like. So making an extra trip to the grocery store to buy something to make their favorite meal take on an extra chore. If you're typically the one to do the dishes, maybe you unload the dishes or maybe you take out the trash or maybe you just do something that you don't typically do and and take that on and and be proud to do that and do it out of the kindness and grace of your heart. Send an unexpected message. I know a lot of couples, you know, they'll text their significant other throughout the day and sometimes, you know, you might not. So maybe try sending a message to just say, I love you. Hope you have a great day thinking about you. I mean, it's simple. Takes less than 30 seconds. Maybe make a reservation at a restaurant and say, hey, I made us a reservation or I got us a babysitter for next weekend. Let's go out on a date. Let's just go out. Let's just have fun. Let's let's let loose. Let's just relax. Okay. Pack a lunch. Um, And I guess the last one is so simple. Compliment him or her. Something as simple as, hey, you look really nice today. You look really handsome. You look really pretty. That outfit looks good on you or just compliment. It's simple, but I'm telling you, it just goes a long way. And those are all easy, inexpensive, if not totally no expense. (laughs) Our words carry so much power. And you're so right. Just a little message when you're there. I'm thinking about you. Buy a little card. You know, if they're going away on a trip, pack a a few cards to say day one. And there's your card. And you don't even have to buy a card. You can write a note and put it in an envelope yourself. I used to do those things too. Just read this one on this day and this one on this day. And, you know, just receiving a text in the middle of the day from Bobby that says, I love you. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're always, or being the ones who initiate it from my end, they know you're thinking about them. So much of the day-to-day sometimes gets in the, the middle and we take each other for granted. One of the hardest things, you know, we lived through it when you guys, we finally were empty nesting when the boys, you know, finished and listen, gosh, I coached you and Chelsea's always with y'all all the time. And the boys were going through football and dad did his coaching with them. And then when we moved to Sonora, they played every sport. Everything was built around them. You know, where are we going today, tomorrow, and this weekend? And, you know, that. And then all of a sudden, when everybody's in college or married, it's back to me and you. And the funny thing is, that's how it all started. That's how it all began. You have this time now to spend with this person that started the whole thing in the first place. And sometimes, oh my gosh, like, how do I get back to that spring and summer that you once had? Well, you have to go back to those common things that you used to do Mm -hmm. in the first place. You know, yes, we all have, maybe we have hobbies. Maybe we have things that we do by ourselves, but you have to go back to things and doing things together as a couple. Because if you don't water the relationship, if you don't fertilize it, it's going to dry up. 
And you've got to continue. If you do water, if you do fertilize, guess what that that cultivates? You're going to get springtime, right? It's inevitable. It's a natural process. You know, you can turn a fall season back to a spring. You don't have to go into winter. That's important to realize that just because you're in fall, you can get quickly back to the romance and back to the dating and back to all of those things that bring those feelings, uh, that those love feelings back. I think you gave the audience several things to think about. We don't have to go extravagant, but we have to take that time and take the initiative. And I think that's the biggest thing is maybe it's been a winter. You're in it. Make the effort because you chose that person. You chose that person and that person chose you and try to get back to that place where you are selfless. And you know what? As human nature, as human creatures, we're selfish by nature. It's all about me. It's all about what I want, when I want it and how I want it. And sometimes we have to make a little bit of sacrifice. You know, maybe we don't watch Hallmark. Maybe we watch the ball game with our person. Maybe our person, (laughs) maybe doesn't always watch sports game. Maybe they spend one night and we watch a movie together. You know, it's little things, but they have big payoffs because it brings you back and it brings you out of a winter. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Brooke, to um, as we talk about the seasons of love? I do want to leave our audience with a song, if you don't mind. Um, I'd love it. I listened to this song and, you know, it really resonated and I felt like it was really appropriate for the topic that we have today. Um, And I want to share that. The song is called Seasons Change. Pretty cool name. I know. Seasons Change. It is by United Pursuit featuring Michael Ketterer. I had not heard the song, to be honest with you. I found it. I stumbled across it and I thought, wow. That is a really profound song, and it really just kind of speaks to what we've talked about today because the main verse of the song is that though the seasons change, your love remains. Um, It is a Christian song, but I think that it applies to not just the relationship with God, but the relationship with your significant other, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Even though you're going and you're traveling through these different seasons to embrace that but also understand that the love remains there. You just have to work to bring that back to the surface. So I I did think that it was a very profound song. I, I hope our listeners enjoy that. And I hope what we have talked about today is just kind of, again, some, sometimes it's, it's topics that aren't talked about enough. Think that you just kind of go through the motions, but um, it's important to to have these conversations and, and talk about the winters and the falls and just learn how to get out of them. <laughs> um, I, I love what you said, even though the seasons change, your love remains. And obviously that song is talking about, you know, our God's love remains when we're changing, but how appropriate is that even to tell your spouse? And I know, and this is the one thing that I have always told Bobby and he tells me no matter what, no matter how mad I might've gotten at him or he at me, I love him above all else. And I know that he loves me, but it's important to say that, you know, no matter that we're in this argument, it doesn't mean that I don't love, I love you. And I always tell you guys, like pretend you're in the elevator. If you're in the elevator, guess what? The doors close and you are going somewhere and nobody else can get in. So do before you can get out of the elevator, you got to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. But that takes communication. 
mm-hmm. communication, 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 and respect. And even though the seasons change, you know that your love will never change. And it's so important. If our love isn't going to change, we fight to save it. We fight to fertilize it. We water it. And we do those things by those action steps like you were sharing. And I think I would like to leave the audience today with with a call to action for all of us, myself and Brooke included, is to find a way this week that you go out of your way to do something special, unexpected for that person that you love, not hoping to get anything in return and just see what that does. And maybe you want to do it once a day for a week and just see what that does. I mean, that's a good plan. I'm on board. I'm on board. board. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Brooke, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for your wisdom and your heart and for being with me today as we strive to support abundant living today. And we encourage us all to find our salt and get our salt back. Thanks everybody for joining us this week. And we hope that you have a great rest of the week and we'll see you next time. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to the Amanda Rollard show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.